We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Lexus IS sedans and RX SUVs are now in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Lexus, official luxury dealer of the Miami Dolphins. Call 305-KENDALL. Traffic in Dade, Palmetto Express going northbound 25th Street to 103rd and southbound on the Shula from 88th to Killian Parkway. Disabled vehicle in Broward County, Sawgrass going southbound right by Lyons Road. I'm Guillaume, that's traffic in AM560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2 and streaming now on the Odyssey app. Download it now. This is WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, Miami Hurricanes, and Florida Panthers. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hurricane Hotline. We'll be here for the next two hours, getting ready for Miami and Bethune-Cookman. Coming up on the show, Mario Cristobal joins us in about 15 minutes or so, and uh, we'll take a look at Miami's training camp and look ahead to Bethune-Cookman. We'll talk a little volleyball in hour number two. So a little football, a little volleyball, and maybe some surprises along the way. It's that time of year, Joe. Aren't you excited? Oh, yeah. Of course. It's like Christmas week. Yeah, it's Christmas week. Yeah. Training camp ended, although it maybe kind of carried over into practice today. Good, hard, physical practice today. What, what? How would you assess uh, training camp? I think it was. <clears throat> I was very impressed every single time I went out there, which was almost every day, um, with the way that the intensity was maintained through practice by the entire team. Uh, I was impressed with how g- great a group of teachers that are on the, the coaching staff that Coach Cristobal has assembled. And I really appreciate the fact that they were not really in the indoor practice facility except for occasionally, and they were fighting the elements on Green Tree Practice Field, which will transfer over into Hard Rock Stadium. And I think one of the biggest advantages that you can have being a Miami Hurricane is that it's the heat and the, and the humidity and coach has uh, reindoctrinated that into the, the the blood of being a football player. I mean, you're you're out there and you're fighting the elements as well as your opponent, and I think that that's something that uh, I was equally impressed with because I hadn't seen a lot of that in a long time. Three thirty game on Saturday. We'll be on the air at eleven thirty in the morning, and uh, as we get ready for the first game of the year. 
two new coordinators. We're going to hear from Josh Gaddis and Kevin Steele in a second. Josh Gaddis uh, brings a lot of experience, really smart guy, uh, great football background. Last year at Michigan, went to the playoffs, has a lot of good concepts. He does, and I, I really appreciate his style. It's, um, you know, he's a big formation guy. You, you might see the same play uh, run out of numerous for, formations. He, he indoctrinates the tight end heavily into the offense and make no bones about it from Coach Cristobal and Coach Mar, uh, Mirabal and, of course, Coach Gaddis, they're going to run that football. And, you know, they're going to attempt it, and then they'll see how good they get at it. But at some point, and I, and I, don't, I'm not, I don't know if it's when that will be, the Miami, Miami Hurricanes football will be a great running team. And I think that, you know, people say, well, you got the quarterback. You got the qu-. There's nothing he likes better. Than to, than to have a good running game because it makes his life easier uh, with the dealing with the pass rush and gets guys open on the on the play action. On the other side, Kevin Seal been in football for a long time, as long as I so, have. So <laughs> you've got a guy on the defensive side that has seen everything in college football, yep. has seen the evolution of the spread attack and all that. So he's going to have a lot of answers, and of course, he's surrounded by a bunch of really good guys on the defensive side on his on his staff. You know, we talk about the two-headed monster. I think that, you know, Kevin Steele and, and Coach Charlie Strong create that. And between both of those men, they've spent uh, uh, two lifetimes on the defensive side of the ball, and they've won big. I mean, you know, Coach Strong's won national championships, and Coach Steele's been with Nick Saban at Alabama and against Nick Saban at Auburn and been at Florida State and dealt with Miami and dealt with Florida. And like you mentioned, you know, he has answers to every single thing that is out there. Nobody's going to put something over uh, Kevin Steele and Charlie Strong and then you throw in the rest of that group that's got, you know, the two, there's two defense line coaches that played, Coach Salave's played eight years in the National Football League. You know, and, and you've got resources mentally and also on-the-job training that are priceless. Okay, I don't think this matters a lot. I think it comes down to personal preference. If I had my preference, uh, if I was a coordinator, which I'm clearly not, uh, I would be upstairs. I think people keep, uh, sometimes try to draw some kind of conclusion about whether or not uh, an offensive or defensive coordinator is going to have success on his location. Now, for me, I'm just accustomed that when I started, Gary Stevens and Dave Wanstatt were upstairs next to me. And there was Bob Redkowski up there with Sonny Lubick. Larry Coker and Rob Chazinski worked upstairs. It works either way. Josh Gaddis is going to be upstairs. Yep, and and, and, and Coach Steele's going to be downstairs. Downstairs. So, you know, you've got a, a guy that's been a, around the game and Coach Steele forever and ever, and, and he wants to be down there. And, and a lot of guys say, I want to look in my guy's eyes, right? And uh, the, the other side of it is, is I want to be upstairs where I can think and I don't get in the heat of the battle and I can make my decisions based on seeing the whole field because to me – and you know, you and I have watched enough. That's why they shoot the games from on the field. They don't mm-hmm. shoot them from down on the sideline. Uh, you know, it's it's a personal taste because half the guys like to be upstairs, half like to be down. But I get it. I, I mean, if you're taking that test, and that's what every Saturday is for for the coordinator. I want to be in kind of a, a quiet area where I can like get stratomatic my feedback. football. Now, now, now that being said, I'm going to sound like you know Clint Eastwood. The, uh, get off my lawn guy. To me, the the greatest, um, you know, local guy, greatest, 
I, I think maybe the greatest coordinator in that I've seen, offense or defense, and he was downstairs, was Bill Arnsbarger, who worked with Don oh, yeah. Shula. Did they even have press box then? They, I think they did. <laughs> he went they, on to be. Uh, he went on. What he, he became the uh, head coach at LSU. No, AD at LSU. At AD at LSU. But he was the greatest defensive coordinator. He might have been the greatest coordinator of all time on either side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no question, and and I think it's personal taste. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's a a right or a wrong or indifferent. I don't know, you know, if I had to make that decision, I would have to have tried them both before I could say where I want to be because my my. My personality is I want to be down there in it, but I understand. Let me ask you this real fast before we hear from Coach Gaddis on that topic. As a player, uh, now I know you had, your line coaches probably were downstairs, but as a player, would you want your coordinator coming over to your little huddle or not, or would you prefer the quarterback be on the headphones talking to him upstairs? Well, when I was at Miami, the offensive coordinator was Kim Helton. He was also the offensive line coach. So and, he was down. And, and he was down. Gary Stevens was up a and, year later. Correct. And, uh, what about the NFL? In the, in the NFL, the line, the line coaches were always down, and it seemed like most of the time the coordinators were up. Yeah. Um, I, I, want, I want to talk to my line coach. You know, I want to, I want to, I want one on one, and I want to get on the on the board and and see what's going on as a as a position guy, is what the play is. I, I'm okay with that. Whatever they call, they call it has nothing to do with with anybody except the quarterback getting it done. Uh, we got to talk about executing and fixing the problem. How can you fix the problem? I think eye to eye contact, uh, you know, with the board right in front of you is about the quickest way. Okay, we're going to kick off the season on Saturday. I thought for the show we'll kick it off uh, this way. We're going to hear from Mario Cristobal coming up in the next segment. Josh Gaddis had this to say uh, about uh, getting ready for Bethune and where he's going to be, uh, where he'll be calling the plays for the University of Miami. You know, I think that's uh, still a process there. You know, we're um, we're excited about the opportunity we got this week, and uh, you know, got a tremendous challenge. Uh, and that challenge starts with us just focusing on execution. And, and you know, I think you're going to see a number of guys out there that are going to have opportunities to contribute to us in our pass game, tight ends, receivers, running backs, all included. Um, but the biggest focus point, regardless of the who, it's it's the how we do things. You know, and it's about focusing on you know all the details, playing as perfect as possible, and executing at a very high level. Um, so we can create some success for ourselves in, in the passing game. Josh, will you uh, call games from the press box or will you be on the field? I'll be, on the, I'll be in the press box. Uh, and so that's a uh, transition I made uh, over the past two years that uh, really uh, feel comfortable, allows me to be able to see. And I've got great coaches on my staff that are able to communicate with the players on the field uh, and we're able to get those adjustments down in game. And so um, a big point of emphasis is me is having as many coaches on the field to allow them to coach their players during the game to get that immediate feedback. And so uh, you'll see our staff very active uh, throughout the game, really coaching and developing our players while the game is still going. What's the difference between the two for a coordinator and why do you prefer to be upstairs? Uh, you know, when I first started coordinating, I thought I saw everything great from the field, but uh, it's amazing what you see from up top. Uh, and it allows you really two things. One, obviously, to be able to see what an opposing defense is trying to do to you. Um, but it also allows you that peace and calm, uh, quietness up there where in between series where you're able to collect your thoughts, uh, go through your self-scout, look at your notes, tendencies, and things like that, um, and not get caught up in the emotions of the game. I think one of the toughest things about calling games from the sideline uh, is you get into the emotions. 
know, the positive from calling from, from the sideline is you're able to impact your players. They're able to look you in the eye. Uh, you're able to look them in the eye. You get a feel for the game um, at, a, at a greater level than you do in the box. But in the box, it allows you to really be able to, to get adjustments uh, made and be able to see everything happening. What's your experience been working with Tyler Van Dyke and how quickly did he embrace the new offense? Oh, my experience has been great. I love Tyler, uh, just like I do all of our offensive players. But, uh, you know, he's just a mature guy, you know, just takes a very serious uh, approach each and every day to his craft and uh, very, very coachable. And that's the thing I love about Tyler is, you know, you tell him one thing uh, one time, you don't have to tell it to him twice. And, uh, you know, he's very passionate about developing. Uh, and one of the biggest challenges that we've had for him is just creating that, you know, that rapport with everyone in the room, the receivers, the tight ends, bringing those guys along. And he's really embraced that this camp uh, and trying to be that ultimate leader uh, for our offense. Same question for Jake Garcia. Yeah, Jake's, Jake's awesome. You know, Jake's a guy that doesn't get rattled. Um, you know, he, he really, you know, takes coaching extremely well. Um, he's got a skill set on him. And, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, Jake goes out and competes every day um, as for waiting for his opportunity. And that's what you want out of your quarterbacks. You know, you don't want quarterbacks to look at it saying, I'm a one, I'm a two, or, you know, I'm not going to play. You want all your quarterbacks to be preparing as if they're the starters. And, you know, that's what those guys have really have done and done it at a really good level. And so um, that gives your play caller extreme confidence in, in all your quarterbacks when they prepare at that level. How's preparing for week one uh, under Mario Cristobal compared to working with Tim Harbaugh and the support with? Well, you know, uh, week one is week one. Um, you know, so football is football, right? The preparation. Um, but the thing that I'll say about Coach Cristobal is uh, one of the things that's really been impactful for me since working for him is his drive and inspiration. Uh, he's very detailed as far as uh, daily plan, weekly plan, um, and really drives the culture of not only the program but of the coaching staff. And so um, I've been able to learn so much in just a very short time uh, under him and his direction and leadership. And, you know, it's been tremendous. You see everything that he wants to establish for this team laid out in front of this team, and it's a clear and concise process, and one that has not only helped reshape our football team, but also shape the coaches on our staff. All right, that's offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis. Along those lines of uh, working with Coach Cristobal, Kevin Steele been in this business a long time, and uh, during his press conference, he uh, went down this path with Coach Cristobal. No, not really in terms of Coaches, who he is, he's always been the same kind of guy. I've known him for a long time, coached with him as an assistant coach. Uh, his DNA is his DNA. Obviously, it's a different vantage point in that seeing him in the head coach's seat on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we talked while he was at Oregon. Uh, we talked while he was at FIU. I mean, so I knew him in that role, but not day-to-day. Uh, I think probably the thing that doesn't surprise me and I knew anyway but to see it firsthand is he does a phenomenal job of communicating to the players and the staff his expectation and then facilitates it from his chair to help you be successful and so you know a lot of people give instructions but then it's okay you go carried out he helps you be successful and so that's probably if you just said one thing that from a different vantage point that I didn't necessarily know because I'd not seen it firsthand. It's almost like an art of coaching coaches. Uh, yes, that's called that's called the ultimate leader. What is the initial impression the defensive line has made on you? Pleasant uh, in terms of we were trying to develop, and you guys have heard this. You know, we're not big on depth charts anymore. That that went away. You're gonna hear 
me rephrase what I've already said, and that the, the day and age of you got 11 starters and, oh, starter goes down, okay, give me the backup, it just doesn't work that way if you're going to be successful. And so you got to have a lot of numbers. And when these guys have worked really hard in the weight room, on the field, and they've, they've they bought into what we're doing, and so we're in a position right now where we're, you know, in the core, the internal guys, we're at six or seven, and on the edge, we're at six and seven. Uh, guys that are really competing at a high level, uh, they put on video to this point in the practice environment that, that they deserve playing time, and so that's a pretty big number. That's a big number. Uh, it's go, we're going to need every one of them. In a similar vein to the question a minute ago, have you noticed anything different about Mario and the way he prepares for you know, the start of the season compared to other coaches he worked with? No, no, not anything different with Coach. Well, they're all different, but he's not different from what I expected from him. You know, uh, is a tough, hard-nosed guy, and uh, he wants his football team to be that way. Uh, he plays football even though it's not old-school football anymore. It's not played in a phone booth. They don't huddle up, you know. They don't run the, the power O and lead or, you know, I've actually seen a football game where there were two or three passes in the SEC thrown that long, long time ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, so – no, we don't play that way, so sometimes it's a space game, but there's still a toughness to it. And so he has the ability to to infuse that into the program. What do you want the identity of the Hurricanes defense to be this season? Very, very simple question. Very simple question. We want to be physically many tough, mentally tough. We want to lead the country in effort, and we want to be. We want to know you've been tackled. And there you have it. We buried the lead. We want you to know you have been tackled. And we lead the country in effort. Yep, there you go. Well, I mean, there's your mission statement for the year. Actually, if you lead the country in effort in any job you do, you'll be at the top. Yeah. You know, most cases, and, so, and I mean that's 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 the that's the right mentality, and and the entire team has been is being taught that 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 comes from your head coach all down. All right, speaking of the head coach, he'll join us next for a nice uh, twenty minute segment. Uh, head coach Mario Cristobal will be joining us, and then uh, David Hale from ESPN, and then uh, Ken Ogandra, University of Miami women's volleyball coach, will wrap up the show when we come back. Coach Cristobal and the Mario Cristobal show coming up next. Want to talk to you about Williamson Buick GMC. And if you have not seen some of the new GMCs at Williamson during the summer, well, you have been missing. And the summer is running out, but you still have plenty to choose from. The GMC Yukon is shining brightly on the lot at Williamson Buick GMC. It's been coined as the boldest, most impressive Yukon ever. Or check out the GMC Sierra, which has made top-level engineering and capability the new rule. And before the summer runs out, you want to check check on the 2022 GMC Canyon with its powerful and innovative features that are engineered and built for all of your adventures to come. GMC, we are professional grade. You can visit Williamson's state-of-the-art facility, easy to find at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. In fact, 
I saw Ed Williamson on the practice field last week, and he said, remind your listeners, we are easy to find. And uh, by the way, say hello to the lovely Carol, Carol Williamson at Williamson Cadillac. Again, easy to find, US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. You can do a lot of your research, a lot of your homework online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Williamson Buick GMC, your premier luxury dealership, Williamson, is Miami. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.